The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. going on everybody nico with the wooden spoon we're here for another episode of the sit down and we have the al dente divan tara ippolito how's it going tara hi good how's it going with you thank you for having me thanks for coming on i appreciate it so of course you have almost a million followers across all your social medias that's insane Mm -hmm. How, how did that it's even, awesome how, how does it start how does that like what's the first step to that how does that even it's happen? awesome well i'm not one of those people that just like started in the game and all of a sudden like are like oh thank you for you know it took me three months to get to you know seven hundred and fifty thousand followers i've been doing this for a long time so mm-hmm. for me it's been a slow and steady roll but i um i started this like i'm from north jersey a lot of my girlfriends cook a lot mm-hmm. and um but some of them don't so i was giving out the same recipes in like 2012 2013 when like instagram just started to get like popping people were just moving getting sick of facebook so i'm like i feel like it would be so fun if i instead of writing out those recipe cards and giving everyone like a handwritten thing and then people are calling me and asking me well does this look right to you you know this and that so i'm like wouldn't it be great if I just had one place that I could just say, here are all the recipes. So I just started doing it for like my friends that didn't really cook that much. And I just like stayed consistent. And it's incredible what you can do if you just like stay consistent. That's really it. That's really the key. Cause I, I mean, I do social media marketing for a living. Mm-hmm. So it's all about consistency. Like that's like the name of the game, content and consistency. Totally. And you know, it gets hard. I've had two kids during the time that I'm like doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one kid that has autism with special needs and I'm a stay at home mom and I'm taking care of them. But like, if you're doing what you really like, it's not really like a job per se, even though it's nice to monetize, but it's nice to, you know, just do what you like and you're never going to get bored of doing it. It's never going to feel like a job. For sure. So now, you can put out as much content as you want. Absolutely. When you can, you, I should say. Yeah, when did you actually get started on TikTok? TikTok reached out to me actually, right when it's right when it um, moved over from Musically. But mm-hmm. I had a girlfriend. I don't know if you know her, Paula De. She does like these amazing desserts, and um, yeah, she has like almost a million followers on that platform alone. But she's incredible. So I saw her on Musically, and I'm like, I feel like I kind of want to join it, but it's really like lip syncing. Like, do you think there's room for food? foodies on there and she's like i do my desserts on there you should do it so i slacked on doing it and then right when they switched over i think tiktok was trying to change their like i think not that they had a bad rap for musically but like you know young people dancing and lip syncing i think they kind of want yeah they wanted to like switch it up a little bit and um they just recruited me and they asked me hey do you would you like to join our platform you'll be on the tiktok like creator email and like all this stuff and to me i was like this is so cool hell yeah i'll do it so (laughs) Um, I did it in 2018, but I didn't really like take it super seriously because like I said, I've been doing this for quite a long time now and I get, you know, not like absolutely beating down my door, but I get contacted pretty frequently like, Hey, we're going to, we're opening an app. Would you like to join? Would you like to help us out a little bit? And I have these little agreements with them where I'll post there. You know, sometimes it's, I get a little money too. It like works out for both of us. So you never know which ones are going to hit and which ones aren't. So if I had known TikTok would be now the only thing anyone's talking about on the news, I would have, Mm -hmm. you know, really put like all my eggs in one basket, so to say, for that. But 
Um, I love, that's my favorite app. I think it's everyone's favorite app. I think so, for sure. It's definitely my right? favorite app. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I mean, that's how I met you on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. I know I tell this story a little bit, but my sister was on it. She was in high school. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to get, everyone that dances gets famous. Like, oh, yeah, sure. And, and she like says, fast forward. Yeah, well, you can't get anything on TikTok. I said, give me a couple weeks. And then like within a couple weeks of like a thousand followers, 5,000 followers. It's just like you said, consistency. Yeah. And it's fun too. I don't even go on like, I don't even check the people I really follow. I'm always on like the mm -hmm. For You page, just like seeing people's like random stuff. It's the best app. It really is. Yeah. I, I get a lot of inspiration from watching other people's videos. Like I'll duet something or give me an idea. I'll just try to come up with ideas just from watching well, other stuff. That's part of being a creator, isn't it? You're kind of like, not that you're stealing other people's stuff, but you got to see what's like hot, like what songs people are using, what like well, you get <laughs> ideas. You really like do. That. I like to quote the most successful artists are the ones that steal. There's a, it's a little bit better than that, but I it's a little bit smoother of a quote than that, but it's something like, something <laughs> I get the point, like, though. It makes sense. Good, good artists are original, great artists steal or some, something like that. It's true, though. Yeah, it's like but, a copycat app. Yeah. <laughs> but even before, like, TikTok and social media, like, where do you get, like, all of your, like, cooking skills, your creativity, like, your culinary... Like, I went to Johnson and Wales University, which is a, a culinary college, but I didn't go for cooking. I went for like <laughs> business administration, which is like the stupidest thing. Like when I tell people I did that, but I don't really necessarily think of myself as like some incredible, amazing, like, first of all, obviously I'm not a chef, which like people sometimes will say that and I like correct them like right away. I'm like, hold on a minute. Like I'm opening Pillsbury dough for most of my <laughs> recipes. Like no, no chef is doing that. So like, I know my place. I know that I'm a home cook. I know what I'm cooking, how I'm cooking. Like I'm not making fresh pasta, although you would probably love it if I did, but I'm opening a box mm -hmm. of pasta and cooking like fast things. Um, so I just have always liked cooking. Um, it's always been something I've really liked because I feel like cooking and entertaining go hand in hand and I love entertaining. Mm -hmm. um, so I like being the house. You know, like the house that everyone comes to yeah. for like the football games and Sunday dinners and birthday parties. So people love to eat the longer more food you have the longer people are staying and the more like happy they are to come back so I try to stay creative by um you know keeping my style of videos and my style of how I like to present things but I bite things from my friends all the time but I do tag them and I say like hey this person gave me inspiration that person did that but like I said too, staying on the for you page staying on social media talking to my girlfriends who cook a lot um we all exchange recipes and it's like you know, I'm not somebody who went on social media and then decided, hey, I'm going to start cooking. I was, I was cooking and then decided I'm going to yeah. put it on social media. So for me, it's, it's easy because I have such a great network of people that are doing the same thing I'm doing. I'm just putting it out there. That's the only difference. Yeah, to back it so up even it. a little bit, like you said, like you're cracking up a box, box of pasta or a Pillsbury can. Like, mm -hmm. I think that's almost what makes it like like so much better is because it's like not intimidating. It's not like some of these chefs that are going out and like cutting Wagyu steak and <laughs> putting it over. Yeah. Like well, those stuff. are, those are fun to watch. Cause yeah. I watch a lot of those things too. Do I do a, their recipes? Most likely not. Um, some mm -hmm. of them I do, but for, for the most part, no, but I love to watch it. It's so cool to watch and to like see what they're doing. But um, for me, the coolest part is when people write me and they're like, oh my God, I make this like broccoli or I make this or I make that for my family all the time. That's, I mean, it doesn't get any cooler than that. That's like the best thing in the world. So yeah, it's nice to do something that everybody can do no matter who you are.
yeah so where would you say like your first like the first time you realized like oh I like like to cook I like this is something that it's fun for me it's like almost like a passion of mine I remember being in college and the Food Network was on. So I'm old. I'm 38. So um, I was in okay. college. It was probably, well, you know, compared to TikTok land, it might as well be like 103 <laughs> to be 38. So I remember watching, I don't know, even know who it was on the Food Network, but it was somebody um, that was doing like a pork loin. And I was like, that looks really good. I was like, I could freaking do that. No problem. So I went to the grocery store. I got all, the, got all this stuff and I did. And I was super proud of myself. And like, I made dinner for my whole family. I mean, I would cook like, here and there, you know, but nothing like really like everyone sit down. I'm like setting the table. I'm like doing a nice dinner for everyone. I have like appetizers, sides, and you know, like really taking care of everybody. And I just remember making that and being like, this is really something cool. I like to do it. It's easy for me. Um, like it just comes naturally to me, I guess. It's just like a fun thing. So I remember doing a couple of those recipes and I was in a sorority in college. I would go and I would cook for the whole sorority house and you know, make pasta for everybody for like, uh, when we would have meetings and stuff like that. It just was always something I like to do. And I think it's a super creative thing. Oh, I really, really do. And I love to do it. I love to put on music and like have a drink, you know, like, mm -hmm. and just cook. It's fun for me. It's an exciting thing for me. So I've been doing it for a long time now. What about growing up? Like we're, I'm assuming it was an Italian American household. Yes. So it was like the atmosphere there because I it's sometimes it's give and take like my mom tells me like when it was when she was growing up it's like oh you're not in my, my Nona's kitchen like you're not in the kitchen you're not like cooking like it's her. I don't want anyone in my kitchen yeah. I don't want anyone in my kitchen and I'll put up stuff for my husband and people will be like doesn't your husband know how to cook I'm like first of all no and I like it like that I don't want him in my kitchen but my I was gonna say before I started talking to you, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm half Italian, so I don't know oh, if I make the cut for the podcast. Absolutely. But my mother's a okay. My mother's a Russian immigrant, and my father is Italian. Okay. So my mother never knew um, how to cook like American meals or Italian meals or anything. Mm -hmm. So she kind of like was learning when she got married to him, like what he wanted and like what he was used to eating, and it was very new to her. So like my mother never cooked like authentic Italian dinners, what my grandmother did. Mm -hmm. So. Um, you know, growing up, my mother would make Italian American dishes all the time. So I didn't grow up with anyone, but my father's side of the family, like him and his, um, my grandfather and uncles, you know, they would like harvest the hot peppers every year and like make hot pepper relish and do all that mm -hmm. and make the sauce and do everything. But, um, my dad didn't really cook a lot. He was working a lot, a lot. So my mom would make Italian American, her version of Italian American mm -hmm. meals. So me and my mother cook very different. I didn't really, I watched my mother and admired her cooking and was like, oh, she's doing a great job. I like that she cooked. I grew up in a very traditional household. My dad went to work. My mom cooked and had dinner on the table when he got home. Mm -hmm. But as far as what we cook and how we cook, I didn't like, she wasn't like a mentor to me in that way. I kind of like made my own like way and was like, all right, you know. Are there any like Russian dishes? Like I'm not, I'm not even familiar with like kind of Russian cuisine at all. There is. When my mother moved here, though, it's so weird because when she came here, um, I think she was very, she was a refugee and she like kind of, she didn't really teach us much about her Russian culture because I think she was so happy to be here. Yeah. And she was so happy to become an American and um, just life in Russia wasn't great for her. So when she came here, I think she was kind of like, um, my kids are going to be American, like I'm going to whatever. So that's why I personally like identify with my Italian side so much more because my father was so proud of his culture. Yeah. And not that my mother wasn't proud of her culture, but she was more trying to be like Americanized. 
mm-hmm. there is one dish. So we didn't grow up with too much Russian dishes, uh-huh. but there's this one dish called piroshki mm-hmm. that is so phenomenal. But do you ever have like a Jamaican beef patty where it's like the pastry and then it's spicy beef inside with the pastry on top? It's like a hot pocket, but yeah. like a real, like a, so it's kind of the same thing. It's like you could either put cabbage or beef inside of it. And it's like pastry dough um, with either spicy like beef inside or cabbage. And it's like the best thing in the world. Yeah. It looks like little pierogies, but it's like a hand okay. pie. All right. But it's delicious. Yeah. Awesome. So now you're putting out all this content. You're doing all this. Mm-hmm. Who is like one of the first brands to like reach out? And or what was like some, one of the first times like you like monetized your content? I, I was really looking at all the, my, my monetization mindset has changed so much since when I first started. Um, it started off as a hobby doing social media. Then I was like, oh, I see other people getting free things. Maybe I can get some free things. And I, it, to just be honest, it came about getting free things for a point yeah. in time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, can I get like barbecue sauces? Can I get hot sauces? Can I get this? Can I get that? And I had a, um, a company called Screaming Onions, which is a phenomenal guy. The man's name is Richard who owns it. And he reached out to me and he gave me my first coupon code. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought, oh my God, you know, this is it. This is big time, everybody. This is what we've been <laughs> waiting for. I'm going to like make money off of this. And so he gave me my first coupon code. I mean, years ago on like Instagram, but then, um, you know, little, I would get little, small, little deals. Um, we want you to post, you know, for our salad dressing, we'll give you like a $25 gift card, this and that. But the first big, really like, holy shit. Sorry. Can I, no, is, you're it, like, is it okay? Like, uh, this is good. This could be kind of cool. I had TikTok sister company ByteDance reach out to me and they had a app called Vigo Video and they found me on Flipagram. I don't even know if you know what Flipagram did you Do you know what Flipagram is? It's like another like app and they were paying me to put out content monthly. So oh I had like a great gig with them making like around like a grand a month for putting out like 20 or so videos. So once I started doing that, my like whole mindset, everything changed. Um, and once I hit 10K on Instagram, I was like, you know what? Like people would come to me, hey, we would love to send you like five bottles of our barbecue sauce if you do three posts for us. Yeah. And my like response is the same as the day I like woke up and changed my mindset. I'm like, I can't pay my rent on exposure and I can't pay my rent off barbecue sauce. So like the second I... like found value in what I was doing. I was like, hold on a minute. I have an audience and people are like paying, like, you know, buying things that I'm recommending and I have a reputation here. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. And like the second I like changed my mindset, like everything changed. I feel like, and I've been actually, I've been able to monetize pretty nicely at this point right now. It's been, it's good for me. That's good. I mean, speaking from like a company that like does influencer marketing, that's like, people don't realize like people like they send that message out to so many people and it's, it's hard. It's really hard at first to be tough with like a brand that's reaching out that wants to give you something. Yeah. But if you keep like, it goes, goes back to the consistency. If you keep consistent like responses and like hold yourself and your brand at a higher level, it'll pay off in, a, in the long term. Absolutely. It's, it's like, if you're starting off, if anyone's starting off is like, you know, looking at this or whatever, you build your reputation over time. So when a brand does come to you, if you do do the right things, if you're not just like hawking everybody's like barbecue sauce and like rubs and excuse me, all these things and just saying, this is amazing because you're getting it for free and you don't really like care about the product. When a product that does come to you that you really like, and that really likes you and it's a good fit. It's like, people are going to believe you. 
Have you ever so gotten just, a product that you just didn't like or didn't use? You don't have to name it. <laughs> no, I have. I've gotten products that I don't like. I've gotten people like asking me to, you know, hey, we want to work with you. I'm going to send you something to make. Like, I won't say the, like, the name, but like, just a great example. Like, we're going to give you a bag that you put almonds in it, like ferments them and you make almond milk. I'm like, I'm not making almond fermented almond milk <laughs> and selling it no matter how much money you give me because it's weird like for me yeah like it's doesn't it, it's not a good fit for me but yeah, you don't want to work on your brand either too no and my whole thing is i don't want to ever hurt somebody's business because people will like like i um work with danos and it's a spice and somebody just wrote me like an hour ago and we're like so be honest is it good mm-hmm. and i like how do i answer that i think it's good like, are you going to think it's good? Everyone has like different tastes and you know, I would say yes, but you don't really know. So that said, if I don't like something, I will never say I don't like it. If I don't like something, I will just keep quiet about it. And even if I'm talking about like a sauce or something or a pasta or anything, I'll say, this is a good brand. This is a good brand. These are brands that I like. I will never say stay away from this brand or don't get this brand. Mm-hmm. I've never said it. And I won't because it's my opinion. Mm-hmm. And like, you, you don't know somebody and I don't would never want to take away from someone's family business or business in general because of my opinion that it's just my opinion, you know, doesn't mean that you're not going to like it just because I don't like it. Yeah. But cool. yeah, I get stuff all the time that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> and so what other ways I saw you have um, a little bit of a, a cookbook. Mm-hmm. I have an ebook out, which I feel like is super reasonable. It's $2.99. It wasn't $1.99 and now I'm getting to big time now. It's $2.99. But it's for 10 sauce recipes, which is, which is great. But like the thing is, even when everyone was freaking out about TikTok, you have to have a lot of hooks in the water when you're doing, um, when you're in your own like business, like in general. So yep. like working with different apps, getting different um, brand deals with different companies, you know, being on YouTube, monetizing on YouTube, having your own blog, monetizing on your own blog for ads. And I'm wearing one of my t-shirts now, but I didn't really launch these yet, but I have a few t-shirts that I'm going to start trying to sell. And, um, you know, you don't want to overdo it and just become like one big ad thing, but this is freaking expensive doing this. You yeah, know, it really, well, really like, is. Like even like just doing this podcast, like, to re- like recording time, editing time, uploading time, and then you promote it. It's like, I'm sure like you're like a 30 second TikTok. There's like sometimes hours that goes into it. Yeah, there really is. And it's just, people don't, people just don't like realize, you know, you're going to get groceries and people with it. Like, can you make this? Or can you show me this? Can you show me that? I'm like, well, next time I go to the store, you know, if I have like 30 extra bucks to like get like a chuck roast, like do that whole thing. Cause you yeah. want to, you really do want to make everyone happy, but it's nice to have a bunch of little things, affiliate links that are like great, but working yeah. with apps is just the sweetest gig ever. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Like I love ad deals and stuff, but when you're working with an app, oh my God, it doesn't get any better than that. Cause it just posts these videos and we'll pay you per month and you got it, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Really nice. Yeah, it is. We got some, I think we got some questions on Instagram. Let's see. We'll, oh yeah. I put out a little story a little bit ago. So. Oh, cool. Favorite Italian tradition? This comes from Brothers from Brooklyn. Shout out to those guys. Favorite Italian tradition? Um, I don't know. I wish I did the seven fishes for Christmas, but I, we don't do that. Um, we've never did in my house either because my mom- You did it? No, my mom's not a big seafood person, so we just never kind of grew up with it. We've always done- Another thing too- is I am shocked born, by that. My sister's born on Christmas Eve. So, oh, we do that's her birth- so, nice. so we do her birthday and like whatever she wants for dinner on Christmas Eve is what she gets. 
because she's yeah. a little Italian princess. So she's not that a is seafood, so cute. Eater, <laughs> seafood eater either. I don't know. I can't even really think of any tr- Italian traditions right now. Like I like like um, I can't. Even, I I really don't know. I'm like drawing a blank. What what is your favorite Italian tradition? Maybe it'll spark something to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess just like a little bit Sunday crazy, dinner, like Sunday, Sunday pasta. Dinner, yeah, Sunday would dinner. that count? Yeah, I think so. It's a tradition. I mean, all right, even just a family dinner, like Easter, like some of the big holidays, like Easter dinner, Christmas Eve Does dinner. It- does everyone for christenings, because my sister-in-law, I didn't marry an Italian guy, my sister-in-law, I'm godmother to her daughter, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm supposed to come there and dress the baby. Do, does everyone do that, or is that just Italians? Because I love that. Yeah, I think it's, I, I thought it was everyone. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's pretend that's an Italian thing, yeah. and that's why I think that's so cute, doing that. Yeah. Sorry, Brooklyn, whatever your name was, that wasn't a cool answer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <Brothers laughs> Whoever <from> asked that. <laughs> All right, Sorry. I think, um, what's another one? I got a weird question, if you want to answer this one. Somebody asked if Lady Gaga represents Italians. She grew up not too far away from me. Yeah? Um, yeah, she grew up not too far away from me. And um, does she represent Italians? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Nowadays, everything is so weird with, like, rep- culture representation and yeah, stuff like then- that. But do I think that she's... I think I like her. I think she's cool. I'm not mad that she, I, I think she's great. You know? Yeah. I don't think it's like, I think she's brand. a good one to have on the team. I think she's a good one to have on the team. Right. <laughs> a lot of people don't know. One of her first acting credits was actually in the Sopranos. She was an extra in the Sopranos. Do you know that my father had, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Hippolito Sanitation, probably not. Your parents might have up in North Jersey, but my father had a garbage company for, I mean, it was like the biggest garbage company in Burton County for like, years mm-hmm. and they were supposed to tony soprano was supposed to that was supposed to be his job at ipolito sanitation they were oh, supposed to so film there and my town wouldn't let the film crew come in and they denied it because uh, they didn't want like the traffic and stuff like that but wouldn't that have been so cool if they did that cool. <laughs> it would have been the coolest thing for sure for sure well but yeah i didn't know she was in the sopranos but yeah i like her she's a good one to have on the team i don't know if i would send her in as the representation for no, a tap for, I, I think the you same know but she's like, cool yeah ariana grande being italian like yeah these they have italian heritage it's not not their brand they're not singing any classical italian music or anything either though yeah it was also different too i feel like you know now like in our grandparents era and my parents era like now like it's it's like shitty to put it this way, but it's like kind of like watered down. Like the first generation, second generations, like everything was so strong. Um, and now, you good? Yeah. Okay. It's like one of those when you click your your um button on your phone too many times and it calls the police. We almost had a. Oh, <laughs> but um, yeah, everybody. I mean, if you're representing, if you like. You know, if you've been in America for a couple of decades or generations now, and you're still tied to your Italian heritage, that's freaking great, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's what I kind of like to do, especially on TikTok. I saw, I got on the app kind of as a bet with my sister, but then the more I stayed on and looked at it, it's like, oh, there's like so many young kids. It'd be so great to like show traditions that maybe they've seen like over the years and show them that it, it can be cool to like keep these traditions alive. And so that's kind of like our goal with all of it. I think it's, I think it's so cool. Like the, I feel like Italian just like culture is the best. I feel like every Italian thinks that though, don't they? <laughs> I just, it's like the best. It really, really is. It's yeah. great. I love being Italian. I'm so proud. And where I live, like everyone's Italian. Mm-hmm. Everyone is. So and it's nice that. Jersey that often. We're up in Buffalo, New York. So. Oh, 
okay. Yeah, I try to get down to New York and New Jersey as much as I can because it's so fun down there. Jersey, where I am, is an Italian melting pot. Yeah. Everybody, like, graduation, it's like everybody's Italian last name is like, and we're <laughs> all very proud of being Italian here for sure. Yeah, what, you, North Bergen, right? Um, North Bergen is a, is a different, like, I'm in Bergen County. Okay, Bergen which County. I'm in yeah. North Bergen County, but North Bergen is a different, like, like area. Okay, gotcha. But it's, yeah, confusing <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I mean, every, every place is, has their own little confusing things about it. Yeah. But so what's, like, what's next for you? Like, do you have anything coming up, like, promotional-wise or just? Well, what's next for me is, like, I have so many ideas. I have a million ideas. Mm. It's just um, with COVID happening. Like I thought that I have two kids and I was like in September, I've been thinking about this for like, you know, two years. I'm like in September, both of my kids will be in school like full time. And I'm going to have a chance to like really focus on my blog, really focus on my YouTube, like crank out content. Um, So right now I'm just trying to do the best that I can without um, compromising quality, which is really, really hard. Um, so I'm trying to do the best that I can get through this quarantine and COVID situation sane. But my, my goal, I could say, is um, I really, really, really want to hit a million TikTok followers. Um, Definitely. Maybe not next yeah. month. Maybe not next month. But at some point. But I have the t-shirts coming out. And I don't really have anything like that I'm like super excited for besides just like staying afloat. Because yeah. What, what I thought was going to happen during this quarantine was, I'm like, this is it. This is my moment now because everyone's going to be on their computers and be cooking at home and be like looking at things, but kind of like the opposite happened and everyone mm-hmm. started pumping out this content. Yeah, so like instead of, content. oh my God. So now it's 10 times harder for me that I thought it was going to be like a walk in the park. I'm like, this is going to be phenomenal. My page is going to blow up. I know. And now I, I have to like, work harder. I, like every day there's like two new like chefs or two new cooks just putting out all this I know. cooking content too. It's like TikTok's become like almost like the food network in a way. Tick, food TikTok is a great place to be though. Yeah. Cause there's no drama. Everyone is so nice to each other. Everyone supports each other. And like people, so you get who, eat, people who like, yeah, people who like to eat are the best people, you Until know? You lock up in like 2 a.m. and you can't really can't get any no. <laughs> I know what happens no matter what side of TikTok though you're on, doesn't it? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it totally does. That For You page will freaking get you. It's like being in a casino. I'm like, what time is it? How long have I been here? Like, what just <laughs> happened to me? You're like, black out. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. Um, I really Thank you for having it. me. Yeah. So um, tell everybody where they could find you on YouTube or TikTok. Watch I'm, this, I'm the same name across the board. I'm not hard to find. If you just search me in anywhere, if I'm there, I'm going to pop up. Al Dente Diva. I um, love that name, by the way. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, um, you know, I'm going to be always there cooking, showing my breakfast, showing easy food recipes. And, you know, if you're into that, then come on over. I'd love to have you. Awesome. Well, go, everybody go follow Tara at, at Al Dente Diva. Thank you again for coming on. And have thank a, you so much. Rest of your quarantine, however long this is going to end. Thank you. You but too. Good luck to you in the future with everything you got going on too. Thank you. You too. I'll see you on the For You page. Take care. <laughs> Bye.
I'm taking my wings and going. Is this wings to go? <laughs> Who wants some hot wings? Warning, Seven Wings 6 features food-based stunts and stupid performances, either by the professionals or under the supervision of trained professionals. To ensure that these hot wings are eaten correctly, according to the BICBP and the producers, must insist that no one attempts to recreate or unknowingly eat any of these hot wings. Infernal and suicide wings are no joke. Leave it to the professional idiots that do these stunts and activities. Watch Seven Wings Six. Seven Wings Six. What will we do next? Whatever, Whatever the, the f we want. want.